Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? Yeah, pretty good, dude. You're looking a lot better this week. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I think even the last time we did the podcast, I was still crook. Still not you feeling know, good. I think you were. There's a distinct difference in how you look today versus how you looked two weeks ago. I, I have colour. <laughs> colour in my cheeks. Yeah, that's yeah. A, you seem a bit brighter yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah. So when I joined in with you, you were just um, you were sitting at your desk, which is what you normally do, but you were doing some invoicing. And then uh, what did you find? Oh, Jimmy Barnes. You working found- class man. So <laughs> I picked it up and started playing. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. So what happened to the invoicing? Is it half done now? It's uh, pretty much done. I've got a couple of things to just tidy up, but yeah. <laughs> it's Easy like when you find yeah. something in, a, in amongst a stack of paper, like, oh, that can take a back seat. I'll do this instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially when it comes to music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, quite frequently, uh, quite frequently I'll dial in and you're playing your guitar. <laughs> yeah. I come out in the shed and it's quiet and I'm like, oh, I haven't played my guitar for a while. So it oh, just yeah. gets picked up and away we go. Let me, uh, uh, while we're talking about musical instruments, I'm just going to share my screen with you. Um, yeah. Can you see my screen? Yeah. Tell me what you see. Ooh. 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 Electric drum set, is it? Can you see it? Have you got that in your garage? It's mine. Oh, hey. <laughs> when did you get that? I bought it about a week and a half ago and only arrived about three days ago. So you had a, had a smash on it? Oh mate, so if the kid the kids have played it more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always been a lifelong dream to have an electric drum kit and finally I've made that dream come true. So there it is. And in all its glory sitting in my garage right now. Sweet. Yeah. Does it sound like a proper kit or like yeah. it's-, it's amazing. Uh, you wouldn't think it's electric. Uh, yeah. obviously to hear it you have to have your headphones plugged in. Yeah. Um, but it has 29 kits. So you, there's 29 different uh, drum kits inside it. Yeah. So you can make different sounds. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's funk kits and jazz kits and rock kits and metal kits. And it's quite neat. Uh, there's, a, there's hip-hop kits as well, which is quite cool. So like, <laughs> it's just incredible, actually, um, all encapsulated in to that little set you see there. But the thing is I can play it at any time of the night without annoying the neighbours or my wife. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's really just a midlife crisis. Something I'm having. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I know how you feel. Yeah, I'm tempted to buy all sorts of things these days. Oh mate, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's a tick in the box. Um, obviously when you come down, I've got I'm to get a jam on it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> got a guitar you can use so we can have a jam sesh with the drums and the guitar for a change rather than the piano and the guitar yeah mate i might have some new guys to play music with up here i didn't realize but one of blake's one of blake's mates my son one of his dads is actually a bass guitarist he's an ex-muso out of a band Mm. and uh, he's got a drum kit and a couple of guitars as well in his garage and he's put all sound sorber in the walls so you can play at night And and he's got a couple other mates that play and um so between him and another one of Blake's mates, dads, um, he's, he plays lead, lead guitar. So we're going to try and sort of work in together and try and get together and maybe start having a few jams. and That's the try go. And, try and do something. It'd be good fun. Yeah, mate, that'll be epic, aren't you? You might even be the next big thing, eh? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <laughs> they, they don't like singing, which is cool because they both neither of them want to sing. They'll play, and they said, "Oh, we can't sing, so we don't really sing." But I said, "Oh, I, that's my. I like to sing, you know. So I'll sing and and play rhythm." So that's you, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go, mate. Uh, good luck with that. I'll be listening out for. Let me know when the first album comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're called Old Fuddies Anonymous or something. <laughs> All right, nice. Well, let's get into the podcast. Here we go. Two, three, four, five. Down the tools. Up the mic. A trainee guy. A radio guy. Two best mates chatting on the fly. We're measles. We're dads. We're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything. It's all fair game. One hits nails. And one nails hits. We'll review good beers. And just shoot this sh- We're R&B And Andy G And this is Tradio Tradio Episode 25 Jeez, where does the time go? I know, mate <laughs> um, You remember a couple of episodes ago We gave away some Huskies, the beer coolers To a couple of uh, trade Yep. Well, both Corbin and Ian, Ian's Christchurch, Corbin's from Invercargill, they both got their Huskies, uh, received a photo. I haven't had Corbin's photo yet, but Ian has sent me a photo of his having a beer in it uh, after a hard day's beer. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Hope he enjoys it. Oh, Keep yeah. your beer nice and cold. Yeah, I've spoken to him since as well, and he said it's, it's bloody perfect. He was absolutely stoked yeah. to get it, and then it had a nice little bottle opener with it as well. So, Cool. Good giveaway. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure, we can uh, talk Husky into another giveaway at some point down the track. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do one for the ladies. Do a wine bottle one or something. Yeah, true. That's, Actually, that's uh, not a bad idea. Get some lady bad. listeners. Jeez. Actually, if there are any lady listeners out there, we should get them to get in touch. No, and just 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 put your hand up and say, "Yep, that'd Tra- be good." And if Tra- we get a few numbers, we could actually do it. Exactly. Tradiochat at gmail.com is the email address or come give us a like at uh, facebook.com slash podcast. Not a bad idea. You're not just a good looking fella, mate. You've got some ideas too. Yeah. Our um, brain's working tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just talking about music at the start of the podcast, actually, and talking about that. I, I, you know how you can go onto YouTube, or you know this, you can go onto YouTube and you just get lost in this rabbit hole? Yep. It's shocking. <laughs> and about an hour and a half later, you're looking at something completely different, yet you're still engorged in this. Yeah. I was doing a similar thing at the end of last month, the end of July. And I ended up on this video of um, ex, well, Beatle John Lennon. And I don't know why it's taken me 41 years to realise this, but I never lived in the same time as John Lennon. I, I always, for some reason in my head, thought there was a crossover, you know, because he was assassinated, and I found this out recently, he was assassinated the 8th of December, 1980. So I was born in 1981. So you have lived in the... Oh, same. only just, yeah, just. But I never have. I thought that was quite crazy. I, I, I know it's a random <laughs> thing to bring up, but it was quite astounding where you sort of believed something for all of your life and then you find out it wasn't true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you, need, you don't really think about things like that, eh? Until you sort of maybe just stumble across it by accident sometime. Yeah. Well, I had my piano out recently, and I was playing Imagine by John Lennon, and I just thought, yeah, I should look this follower up. Yeah. The crazy part is, is that when I first went onto YouTube for a bit of a jaunt, 
I never, I didn't go straight to John Lennon's stuff. I, I can't remember where I started, but for some reason I ended up at John Lennon. It's almost like the two degrees of separation for John Lennon, you know. Yeah. Any video. Funny you go on there, right, and you start looking at music, and next thing you know, you're looking at cars or something, and then motorbikes, and then ship launches, and you're into, like, comedy and, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just random stuff, and you're like, oh, I wonder what this is. <laughs> and then it's like how comedians can destroy hecklers if hecklers are, uh, have got the big, big enough balls to stand up and say something, and then next minute you're looking at, like, a, a lolly factory and how lollipops are made, and <laughs> <laughs> rabbit hole is YouTube. But yeah, yeah the thing. In fact, I found this really um, interesting clip as well around other members of the Beatles being interviewed. But to be fair, the um, the journalists who were asking them questions because they were quite brutal back then. They had no filter. Well, I suppose they don't these days either. But it was. I'll play a clip for you. The journos are being complete ducks to the rest of the Beatles in the way they're asking questions, as if the Beatles are the ones who killed them, you know. Uh, very shocked, you know. It's terrible news. When did you, how did you find out about it? I got a phone call this morning. From whom? Uh, from a friend of mine. Are you planning to go hey. before the funeral? I don't know yet. Do you know, do you, have you discussed uh, the death yeah. with any of the other Beatles? No. Uh, do, you, do you plan to? Probably, yeah. What were you recording today? Um, I was just listening to some stuff, you know, I just didn't want to sit at home. Why? Well, oh, I didn't feel like it. What time did you hear the news? This morning sometime. Very early? Yeah. Go now, yeah? Drag, isn't it? Okay, cheers. Bye-bye. I was in bed at the time in England, and uh, I had another call came through sometime in the morning, four or five in the morning. I didn't take the call. Um, Olivia took the call, and she said, John's been shot. And I thought, oh, how bad is it? You know, I just thought maybe a flesh wound or something like that. But uh, they said, no, that's it. He's dead. So I didn't know. I just went back to sleep actually I just uh, maybe it's just a way of um, getting away from it I just went to sleep and uh, and then waited to see you know what it said the next morning and he was still dead the next morning unfortunately I'm really sad I still miss John a great deal I'll always miss him you know but it's still brand new how did you hear about it uh, Barbara's daughter called us up saying John's been shot and so that drove me crazy but you think as a He's been shot, he's shot in the arm, shot in the leg. And then they came back and they said he's, uh, he's dead. Do you want to stop that now? Yeah. Not nice. That's shocking, eh? Yeah. Sounds like the paparazzi these days. <laughs> Anything a- for a story, eh? I guess nothing's changed, right? Nah, it's just the way we perceive it's changed, probably. Yeah, that's right. How's the family, mate? Are they all feeling a bit better? Yep. Everyone's on the mend, finally. Yeah, and there were no more coughing, sneezing, spewing, or anything like that going on in the house. So, yeah, which is good. When we were good. supposed to have caught up, and I mentioned that my toddler started getting a bit sniffly in that um, about a month ago. She's she's still fighting it now, eh? But we we've, we've we've been in touch with the doctors and stuff, and the triage nurse basically said, like, it, it sounds to us like it's not a cold. It could be related to the fact that she's teething. Um, uh, but yeah. also possibility as well that because she spent pretty much most of her life in COVID isolation because of the way the world was when she was born into it, 
she's never really been exposed to all of this stuff because where we are, she doesn't go to, she can't go to kindy or we, she can, she can't go until she's three. So we can get government funded, um, 20 yeah. hours of government funding for her to go to kindy for free. Cause there's no point in my wife getting a job and, um, yeah, just paying, hours a week. yeah. So we've got to wait till she's three. So she hasn't really been exposed to lots of other kids either. So, you know, she's still a little bit sick at the moment, but we think it's teething because she grinds her teeth at night and apparently that's something to do with that. And she's got the sniffles and a cough and apparently that's got a lot to do with it too. Yeah, mate, when they start daycare, that's let the fun begin. You know that. Yeah, well, they just bring home every bug. Yeah. Constantly like run down and crook. <laughs> One of my firefighter mates actually said that there's 14 kids away from his daughter's class today. Jeez, yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, even the missus was saying that there was, I think there was four teachers, including the headmaster, away from her school today. Wow. Four four teachers out, and there's still heaps of kids every day. The worst day they had last term was something like 86 kids away in one day. Wow. Do they have many um, substitute teachers or anything like that, or do they have to merge yeah. class? Yeah, that's my wife's job is to organise the relievers, and she's every morning, and she's just on the phone every morning yeah. trying to organise relievers. So. She still relieves herself, though, as a teacher? Yes. If, if it's desperately needed, she'll go into a classroom, but I think she tries to avoid it like the plague, so <laughs> you can go and hide in her air-conditioned office then. <laughs> yeah, so like, done her time, and now get yeah. me away from those snot-faced little rascals. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of the wife, <laughs> my my wife likes um, shopping at uh, Save Mart, buying secondhand clothes. Have you been into it? You've been into a place like Save Mart or anything like that? I think they're great. You get some pretty. Yeah, my wife's obsessed with um, you know the secondhand clothes shops. <laughs> it's Find a bargain in there. Yeah, amazing what you can find. My wife uh, quite enjoys doing that, and she bought these new pants, and she showed them to me, and it's just her style. You know, it's the kind of pants that uh, she looks great in because she got a nice ass, and <laughs> and she said, oh, yeah, it just looks like there's a footmark on it at the bottom. So just at the bottom of the leg of one of the pants, there's this like, yeah. like a footprint. She goes, oh, that'll just, I'll just, that looks probably just dusty. I'll just, I'll get that out. And I looked a bit closer and someone has left an iron on it. <laughs> and yeah. he spat the dummy, man, when I told her it was, that's an, that's an iron burn. <laughs> so someone's gone to iron this pant, these pants, realized, oh shit, probably shouldn't be doing that because it's like a, it's almost like a spandex type stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like plastic pants. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly right, plastic pants. So there, there's this beautiful iron mark right on the front of uh, one of the legs, and now she's like, well, that's annoying. At least I got myself a pair of pyjamas now. She's not going to yeah. be public. Tell her, tell her to cut the legs off at a, just, just above the knees, and then she's got some good shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not really a shorts type. I mean, the pants look great, but she, she wouldn't dare wear them out in public with an iron mark on the front of them. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I, I know what it is. She, she's fully blamed it on the place because she's like, well, I, I reckon they've um, uh, the, the lighting inside that store is dim enough so you don't notice things like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do you really think that'd be that manipulative? <laughs> well, out of, out of the workshop with my machine is um, my mate who's the engineer, he brought a big bag full of rags 
and he chucked them in the corner and said, oh, there's rags there if you don't need any rags for anything to clean stuff up. Yeah. And I was in there the other day and I, and I was like, opened it up and I pulled this stuff out and I was like, it's like a really good extra large, like Hawaiian shirt, real nice one. And I was like, that's good enough to wear. Really? And I put that down and I pulled another shirt down. It was like a really nice polo, polo T-shirt. And I was like, so I went and saw him and I said, you sure that wasn't a bag full of clothes out of someone's house? Like you didn't clean out the wood, wasn't supposed to go to the Sally Army or something? And he's like, oh, no, they were just rags that we got. Really? I said, there's heaps of good shirts in there. <laughs> he accidentally bring his washing to work? <laughs> yeah. He left the rags at home. Was dirty washing in for you. Yeah, yeah, just about. <laughs> you kept hold of the shirt? Oh, I, I can't remember what to do. I think I put I put it to one side, just jokingly, and said, "Oh, I should wear that." I think I had to end up using it as a rag. So, jeez. <laughs> oh, did you see that thing? I don't know if you've seen it. Talking about YouTube, like before, I stumbled across something that was quite interesting. They reckon in it's one of the deserts, like Indonesia or Doha, I can't be some desert somewhere, and it's where there's a lot of clothes manufactured. Mm. Um. It may have even been like a desert in India. And there's this valley that's there. And it, they reckon this valley is just full. There's thousands of tons of clothing dumped in there, eh? Like it all seconds and all that sort of stuff out of the factories where they make all the clothes. It was just, you got to see it to believe it. You should like, Google it and have a look. Like labeled clothing or so? Like, like just, yeah, clothing. like day to day clothing, shirts, t shirts, everything, you know, and, and all the stuff that must be factory seconds and stuff that didn't sell, oh. all that. Instead of dumping it and, and doing dealing with it properly, recycling it, they've just dumped it in this valley. Like, and I'm talking thousands of tons of clothing. It's just unbelievable. Oh, so it's almost like a a permitted dump site, or are they illegally dumped? No, it's all illegal. It was illegally dumped. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. No one of, knew they were doing it. Yeah, a lot of clothes to illegally dump. Yeah, yeah it's freaking incredible when you see the photos. Oh yeah, okay. I'll have to look that up. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe maybe uh, your your workmate went and visited that valley and just filled a bag. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, I always think if you're going to chuck them away like that, like, in, like you know, free clothes are always good, but it's always good for rags. You can always use it for something. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. I'm, I'm going to travel there with an empty suitcase <laughs> and then come back with my 20 kilo limit. <laughs> that's okay. We'll have to look that up. Yeah, a bit of useless information for you for the day. Trading. Talking of uh, clothing and accessories, etc. Um, the kids think, I don't know if your kids feel this way as well, but my kids love scootering. They have scooters and they, they scoot at a school sometimes, but we have to fight them to put their helmets on because they think it's uncool. Are, are, your, are your kids similar with that kind of thing? Is that like a, yeah. a kid thing? No, we've... I know, I know we've drummed it into them yeah. ever since I little because I, I wear my helmet if I go mountain biking or cycling mm. or you know dirt bike riding. I'm wearing more my safety gear. Yeah. It's you've only got one head and it'll oh. crack like an egg, like you know, if you hit that hard enough. Yeah. So I just I've sort of drummed it into the kids to be safe, you know. Yeah, and we and they, are, they're good. They go out and if they're going out on the driveway on their scooter, they'll all, I'll look down and they've got their helmet on, so I don't have to tell them. Yeah, well, that's it, and. For some reason, there's there's other kids that go to my daughter's school and they don't wear their helmets, and it's almost like other kids. Well, that's if they're not going to wear helmets, I'm not going to wear mine. I mean, how do we normalise wearing helmets? 
you don't want to mm. show, I mean you don't want to scare the kids too much and show them a video of someone who's had an accident without a <laughs> Yeah, you know, so we say to them, right, time for school. You're going to scooter. Yeah, do we have to wear our helmets? Yes, you do. Oh, I'm, I'm going to take it off before I get there. And it, just tell them, just say your head is the most important thing. If without it, you can't think. You can't be yourself. And we were quite, cracked. If, it, if it's like an egg, you think yeah. of the egg yolk. Yeah, we were quite. Tell them something like that. We were we were quite brutal with them. We said, <laughs> look, if you hurt yourself, you could be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. Yeah, simple as that. Mm. I've made off, I won't bring up too many gruesome details, but I've been in places and seen the aftermath of people not wearing safety gear, mm. you know, like especially on dirt bikes and mountain bikes. So, yeah, be safe, wear your gear. Mm. Don't be too proud to wear a helmet. <laughs> exactly. We've got to try and get that out of them, eh? almost like if you know some of the kids at school don't wear their helmets it's the cool thing to do and we've got to try and normalize the fact that wearing helmets is the cool thing to do it is though it's like what was the old saying in the 80s cool kids wear lids or 90s yeah yeah cool kids wear lids <laughs> my first helmet was a skid lid yeah they were like they were like made out of fiberglass or something and they were as hard as hell <laughs> and it came with a, a few books of stickers as well so you could really accessorize the shit out of it Cool, good stuff. <laughs> Money podcast starts soon, eh? We're going to kick it off probably at the start of next month, uh, the Fire Brigade one. Oh, yeah, cool. We're going to call it All Fired Up. All, f- <laughs> all Fired Up. All Fired Up, everything that comes at Fired Up. Yeah, I've even made a jingle for it. Um, do you want to hear it? <laughs> Is it a fireman guy, a radio guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> imagine if everyone, like other people ask me to make a jingle for them and I just redo the radio one to suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there's a couple of mates of mine too that have a podcast and it's called Bats, Balls and Blokes and I did the jingle for that. Yeah. Imagine if it was a bad bloke, a ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, here's the jingle. What what I did is I um I put to I went to the fire station and just recorded myself making different noises on the fire truck. So shutting the lockers and uh, setting off the siren and just lots of different things. And then I montaged it together into like a drum beat. Oh yeah. It actually came out quite well. So it's like organically made by one of the fire trucks for the fire podcast. Here's the jingle. Lincoln 417. Lincoln 411. Lincoln 4111. Activating siren. You know when you sort of wake up in the middle of the night and you feel like you've slept really well, but when you look at your alarm clock, you've only been asleep half an hour to an hour. <laughs> Have you ever had that? Yep. Yeah. Happened to me last night. I went to went to bed about 10.30 and, and I woke up and I was like, 
that was a bloody good night's sleep. It was just gone midnight. And there's also that thing where you wake up, you feel great, but then you're always like, shit, yeah, I've still got six hours of sleep. I've still got six <laughs> hours to go. Because my alarm clock goes off at six in the morning. But here's the thing is that it was kind of a double whammy last night as well, because I woke up at uh, five o'clock or was it like 4.59? I thought, right, my alarm clock's going to go off in one minute. Uh, because my phone charges on the other side of the room, because when the alarm goes off, it makes me get up to turn it off. Yeah. Um, I got up knowing it was a minute to go. And as it flicked on to five o'clock, it didn't go off. And I thought, oh, shit, that's lucky. And then I realized, fuck, it's five o'clock. I don't <laughs> six o'clock. Back to bed for an hour. But I've got to say, it was the worst, man, because uh, I went back to sleep for an hour and I felt like shit when I woke up at six o'clock. The worst thing is you lie there, eh, going, I know my alarm's going to go off soon. And you just lie there going, uh, waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> it goes off and you're like, five more minutes. And then it's fucking half past six and you're like, oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done that before. I've turned it off. I remember years ago, I can't remember, it was before we had kids, I turned the alarm off. Like I used to get up at uh, 5.50 in the morning out, out of the house by quarter past six. And the alarm went off and I must have been shattered and I thought I hit snooze, but I must have turned it off. Oh. And I woke up and it was like half past seven in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking like an hour late for work. So. Oh, shit. Well, it doesn't matter if you're late now because uh, your boss is pretty laid back, eh? Yeah. I'd just tell him to piss off if he had to go at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. If you tell your boss to piss off, you don't actually lose your job. That's quite a good position to be in. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> how, how is life at the old CNC machine and the uh, the building industry? Yeah, good. It's, yeah, it's a bit out of control at the moment, to be honest. Is, it, is there still, still an issue getting jib? Uh, yeah, you just got to pre-order it. I think uh, I'm not, I'm not really doing any jibbing or anything like that. So it's um, it's more the, for me, it's the time frames or anything like. I'm just, I've got stuff lined up to finish off, like a couple of fence, a fence and a few other bits and pieces. But just getting to do it every time I think I'm getting towards the end of some CNC machining work, some more orders come in, and I've just got constant work coming in now. And what are you just, making? Um, all kinds of stuff, shafts for for poo spreaders, for really? the irrigation industry, uh, bearings and sacrificial rollers, and oh, yeah. I just finished making a heap of stuff for a, a, a local company here that does all the ute trays and stuff. Mm. Um, oh, so it's varied. Oh, yeah, I've got all, you know, a heap of different customers. So um, it's just a matter of keeping it under control. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got a. I'm, I'm going to try and train up my, my mate who's in the shop with me out there, who's doing general engineering. I'm going to. He's run CNC machines before, so I'm going to get him on the machine over the next few days with me. Mm-hmm. Try and train him up, get him to run it, and then when I've got other stuff to do, I'm going to go off and get some stuff finished off, and I'll leave him there to run some easy jobs I've got at the moment set up, just production runs. So I'll get him to do that for me, and I'll just pay him a wage and. Yeah. So are you still looking to sort of shut down the the, the building business? Sorry. Yeah. Microphone's having a moment there. Yeah, that's all right. Uh yeah. Yeah, I will. I just I've just got to try and get that balance right, you know, and try and 
slowly wean that out of it. The maintenance and you get more into the engineering. If I get if I get any busier with the engineering and it keeps going the way it's going, I'll you know I, I won't be able to do the other stuff. So. Well, that's good though, because I remember at the start of you know when you got that CNC machine and you were trying to get some business. I remember you feeling a little bit sort of, I don't know, I don't dishevelled is the word per se, but I know that you were like, "Fuck, I wonder I've if done the right thing." Done the right thing. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, yeah, sounds yeah like I remember it. thinking that, going, "Fuck, what have I done?" But <laughs> yeah, now that I'm getting into it and I've got the work, it's kind of taken the pressure off a bit because I'm actually you know I'm turning over. The money's turning over, so that just keeps the you know the bills all at bay and all that sort of thing. So it's the thing. Yeah, that's oh, good. It's working all right. It's still going to take a lot of work. Like there's a lot of work to do, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of visiting companies and yeah. talking to people. So uh, oh, that's, that's all good. I mean, as long as you enjoy it, eh? That's the main thing. You do enjoy it, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, I really, I, I'd actually missed it to be honest. I'd um, I'd, I've had a break from engineering. Doing the building stuff, yeah, and uh, it's, it's after sort of nearly five years. It's it's good to go, good to go back to it. It's kind of now or never, you know. If you stay out of it for too long, it's the kind of industry that you can end up getting left behind a little bit because it's quite technical. Yeah, no, I get you, I get you. Mm. That's why I feel like if I'm out of radio for too long, then I'm going to miss out on some developments. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you probably need like some time behind the microphone, eh, to get your yeah. Well, I do. Go back and get yeah. back and do it again. I'm talking about more working on the commercial stations because I stepped away from that a couple of years ago. I am doing some. I am doing a, a daily show for a small independent station, but because it's such a small independent station, I'm not, I'm not getting any coaching. It's not. Yeah. It's not commercial, so it doesn't have all of these people behind it to help develop you. Um. It's kind of standalone. It's like an island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, whereas all the big countries around it are the ones who are getting all the. You know, all is this the, the one down in? Um, is the one in Talpo? Yeah, it's the Talpo one. Yeah, I'm still working on the Coromandel Peninsula one at the moment. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of technical reasons why I haven't really cracked into that just yet, but that's an off air yeah. discussion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> excuse the pun. Uh, do you want to do a dad joke off, mate? We can do that. I'm- I, I don't have any organised right at the minute, but I will go and get a couple. It won't take me a second. You had two weeks, mate. <laughs> oh, I've had two weeks of 10 to 12-hour days and no time. <laughs> I've been working six days a week at the moment and trying to take at least Sunday off. So much for fucking self-employed and working the hours you want to work. That's right. It doesn't work quite that easily. No. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, though. That's right. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Tell me when you're ready. We'll do five each. We won't do a fucking heap of them like last time. <laughs> I just found a really dirt. Oh, shall I go first? Yep. Okay, ready? Here's one. This one. I found some that are not too dirty, but they are dirty but funny. Now, <laughs> yeah. podcast, we can do what we want. Yeah, that's right. Give it to me. Give it to me. She yelled. I'm so wet. Give it to me now. She could scream all she wanted, but I was keeping the umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> I once considered robbing a butcher shop uh, that was located at the very top of a 20-story building, but the stakes were too high. <laughs> How do you make a pool table laugh? I don't know. Tickle its balls. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> was, you know what? You know how I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I feel like I'm having a midlife crisis. Yeah. My wife and I were watching um, TV last night, and there was a it was um, outrageous fortune actually because we're binge watching that at the moment on uh, TVNZ on demand. And uh, there was a scene in there where they were playing pool, and I said to her, "That's my next purchase." Pool table. A pool table. Yeah, Blake wants a pool table. Like, eh? keeps going on about it. That'd be great. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> as we were uh, talking of the wife, she actually asked me to plan a cruise for our vacation, and when I did, she said that I picked the wrong ocean. She should have been more Pacific in her instructions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's another. Here's a wife one for you too. I told my wife she was drawing her eyebrows too high. She looked surprised. <laughs> uh, my toddler tried to use a calculator as a chew toy earlier because she's teething. Ah, it's fine, though. She's just crunching numbers. <laughs> <laughs> why does a wor- <laughs> it's a good one. Why does a, why does a mermaid wear seashells? I don't know. Because she outgrew her bee shells. okay well we're on the uh the nautical theme why is a fish so easy to weigh they come with they come with their own scales (laughs) that's a good one (laughs) (laughs) what do you do when your cat's dead (laughs) play with your neighbor's pussy instead (laughs) Uh, 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 I needed a wee at the pool today, so I just did it in the deep end. But the lifeguard noticed and blew his whistle so hard I nearly fell in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a good one. Yeah, that was good. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Oh, shit. I must apologize, man. I've got a really creaky seat tonight. I've realized it keeps yeah. keeps creaking, so it's not me actually letting off wind. Well, you at least your seat works. The other day I was sitting here, and all of a sudden my seat went boof, <laughs> and I went boof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the seat that I'm sitting on, right, I, this, is the, this is the good seat. I've got another one. It's just a bar stool. Uh, the other one drops like a centimeter every five seconds so it goes yeah. <laughs> 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 slowly but surely disappear down the bottom of the screen <laughs> i had to fix mine before we started the podcast tonight so i had to take it apart and since the little cylinder inside of it's now stuffed yep. i managed to find a piece of tube and stuck it over the thing so when it sits down now it's like stuck at a permanent height oh I got you. <laughs> So, yeah, oh, no shit. more adjustment on this seat. I so need a new one. First world problems, eh? Yeah. <laughs> My seat don't go up and down. Oh, well, mate, relatively short have podcast. That's about all. Have I've I got one more no, no. joke or not? We did our four. That was it. We did our 10, yeah. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. You're still looking for jokes. I was looking for jokes. There's so many good ones. I've found a couple of real good ones, eh? Good spots to find dad, We finished the dad joke off about 10 minutes ago. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I was still in it. Thanks them for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Always a good catch up, and we'll see you again in two weeks, eh? Yeah, mate. No worries. And then it's two weeks closer to us catching up. Jeez, and we'll be there in no time at this rate. I think we're into like week three of the term already. Yeah, mate. The months are just flying oh. by. Oh. All right. We'll catch up with you next time. 
Okay, mate. Catch you later. Trading.